right, you guys. What up, people? You know, this is Gangsta Holistic. I am your uh, health and wellness advocate and author, Jay Allen. And this is Gangsta With My Health. You know, we got a, another special guest in the building. Yes, it is I, Grasshopper the Griot. And I'm happy to be on this show today. Me and Jalen, we go, Jay Allen go way back, excuse me, um, to Universal Radio. We have some wonderful dialogues with some of the most preeminent scholars throughout the world, man. And we also had a divine union as well. So I'm happy to be back rekindling this friendship, this fellowship, and this divine brotherhoodship. You know what that's I mean? Right, so I'm right, definitely right. happy to be here. And I'm just going to share some things of how I got gangster with my health. And I think that it would be a great benefit to all who is listening. You know what I mean? It will. Yes, indeed. All so right. I'm going to get right into it. You know, um, first of all, let's break down some terms for a minute. Gangsta Holistic. And I think everybody should be a part of the Gangsta Holistic movement. Brother Jay Allen has a book out that's definitely apropos to really help you to reach your highest and greatest self on this ensemble that we call life. So Gangsta Holistic, let's break down these two terms. Um, gangster for the most part, has negative connotations attached to it. Violence, crime, bullyism, stuff of that magnitude. But when you look at it from an abstract perspective, gangster pretty much means to be aggressive. It means a person's going to get what they want to get regardless of what it takes for them to get what they want to get, to get over, to succeed, you know? So when you look at gangster from that perspective, it might not be that bad placed in its proper context. Now let's move over to holistic. What is holistic? Holistic basically means something that's intimately interconnected together. It's whole. And we talk about holistic, we talk about from the physical perspective, not just physical perspective. We're talking about from the holistic perspective, being spiritually connected to the sovereign being, being mentally sharp and aware to your what's going on in your environment, and being physically prepared internally and externally. So that's a real trinity. Mm. When you look at gangsta holistic, it simply means being a go-getter as it relates to your holistic health, reaching your highest and greatest good and reaching your highest and greatest self from a spiritual, mental, and physical expression on this ensemble. So we call that in the comedic terminology, Ankh Ujjasana, means health, prosperity, and strength. And when you're a go-getter, a gangster, you're going to go after it and you're going to make sure that your health, your holistic, the overall totality of your being is going to be righteous and A1. That's gangster holistic. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> he broke it down, okay? Hey, y'all going to get the teachers tonight, okay? <laughs> now, look, look, let me say this. Like, look, so really, people out there, if you don't know this brother, this is Brother Grasshop. This is a very powerful brother right here, okay? And like I said, I'm elated that he's on the show. And like he's going to show you how he got gangster with his health. He's been through some things just like we all have, right? And we all here kind of like sharing our experiences in order to help each other. All right, so I'm going to yes. let you go ahead and roll into your thing, man. Thank you very much. Yes, um, thank you for the wonderful words as well, too. You yeah, too. Yeah, so it's, let me tell you something. I didn't um, fall down from heaven. I rose up from the bowels of hell to really get into a gangster holistic life. And let me be the first to say, man, you know, I'm from Southern California, like you are, Jay Allen, you know, and I was kind of different. You know, I was born in Chicago, raised in Southern California, but 
ironically, I wasn't never really a heavy weed smoker. You know, I kind of like went beyond that, I guess. But I did do some other substances, you know. I took a pool party. And those on the West Coast, a pool party means I messed with the sherm. Um, I wasn't a sherm head, but I did hit the stick of a couple of, couple of occasions, you know. Um, black and Miles, I really didn't do the cigarettes. You know I mean? It wasn't the cigarettes. I was in the Black and Miles. That's called the ghetto cigars, if you don't know um, what Black and Miles is. So I was in the Black and Miles. Um, okay. I did, you know what I mean, demolish. You know, I, I, I tasted that on a few occasions as well. But my main substance was that liquid drug, that alcohol, you know what I mean? And to be honest with you, I got started drinking not super early, but early enough, like in my preteens. And let me tell you this right here. For me, when it comes to um, alcohol substance that I indulged in, I didn't start off with drinking a beer. I went to the hard stuff right away. I recall mm. my first alcohol substance was wine. It was silver satin. You know what I mean? I, I took that down with a um, neighborhood wine. You know, I was ditching school, took that down, you know. And then um, my family, um, they would come from, um, from drinkers, you know what I mean? And I remember one time when I was a youngster, no, I take that back. It, was, it wasn't wine. It wasn't wine that I, I drank first. It was, it was when I was at this party. I think it's my uncle or cousin. One of them was at a house party. You know how your cousins be having you do all stupid stuff. I'll give him a taste. Have you seen? Um, I know, yeah. Give him a taste. Let's see how he taste. See how I like it. So my my cousin's like, yeah, let me see if you like it. I think it was some. I think it was Hennessy or something. He said, okay. gave me some Hennessy. And I started like, my face like, what the hell? Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? They start laughing, start laughing and giggling and everything. Okay. And I think that was my first rites of passage into alcoholism was that, you know what I mean? Then, like I said, the silver satin, then like the Hennessy, you know, um, I'm a big Tupac fan still this day. And when I was a teenager, if you recall, when Tupac went to death row, after he got to prison, him and Snoop Dogg had a St. Ives commercial. And um, that was my first brew. I drank St. Ives. I didn't do the OD. I drank St. Ives because I love Tupac Shakur. So that was my first brew I drank. And, you know, and yeah, man, me just drinking the alcohol, man, it really was, um, it was a process to that because, like I said, when I, I drunk the um, Silver Satin, when I drunk some Hennessy, Tangeray is the first alcohol called on Earl, you know, when I threw up and everything. Mm -hmm. I said, I never drink again, I never drink again, this feels terrible, you know, but somehow when that, you know, that, I don't know, that terrible hangover feeling wears off, you know, when I mean, you feel rejuvenated, you want to go ahead and get it again because the body is a beautiful piece of machinery, man. Addictions are very strong, man. And I do know that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, but the flesh ain't no joke, man. It's really serious, you know, so we got to take it. Real, real quick, uh, let me just interject real quick because I know your queen deals a lot with, like, the brain and stuff like that. We talk, this week we talking about dopamine, right? Okay. We talking yeah, about yeah, that, yeah. that feel-good neurotransmitter. So, you know, alcohol and we were talking about drugs and things like that that's that feel good you know that that but it's a temporary you feel what i'm saying yeah this is temporary and you want to get back uh to that feeling man you just want to feel good leave reality now that's a good point you brought up because for me when i was sipping when i was drinking let me give you this um this elderly dude he gave me a little game on how to drink you know what i mean he said listen youngster don't drink on an empty stomach, make sure you eat food, in particular bread to soak it up. And he also told me when you're drinking alcohol, hard liquor, you know what I mean? Tangy Rays, the Seagram Gins, the Brandies, the right. Cognac, right. the Hennessy, you know, the hard stuff, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you sip, you sip. You don't do that white boy, we, we take a shot of this white boy stuff. You don't do no white, take a shot. 
you sip, you sip, you sip. And I, I pretty much became what they call a functioning alcoholic for so many years that people didn't even know I was drinking because he also told me, you know, take the put put the mouthwash in first before okay. you okay. Uh, drink the alcohol and then put some more after because that way it uh, somehow it'll merge together but it won't be able to really tell the difference. You know what I mean? If you okay. put it in okay. after alcohol is already in your system and they'll be able to tell it. So you gotta be it's all kind of tricks you showed me, man. So I really use those to my advantage, man. And it kind of worked for a while though, man, but it still um caused me to have um blackouts from time to time. And that's mm -hmm. very important, you know, because well, like, I recall let me ask this, Brass, have you ever passed off from being drunk? Yeah. Oh yeah. That happened, oh, yeah. that happened to that happened to me one time, man. I yeah. I fell on a coffee table and I split the top of my eye open, man. You oh man! Trying, trying to be he man with some some vodka. It was some vodka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did a vodka, the Russian drink. Yeah, man. I, I definitely passed out. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get injured passing out because see, one thing I, I was, I didn't like. like I, I, I kind of was budgeting my my alcohol. Okay. Isn't if you want to say it like that. I didn't really go to the club, the bar. It cost too much. Now, I did frequently go there, but I would like to get faded before I go to the place be ready because I don't want to spend all that money, man, you know, so I'll be in, when I'm looking at Thursday, when the um, mailman come with the uh, discounts on certain liquor, um, grocery stores or mm -hmm. convenience stores, I'm looking out for discounts on food, I'm looking for discounts on alcohol, where I'm going to go to Rite Aid, where I'm going to go to, um, what is it, CVS, I'm going to go to Food for Less to find the best deal. So when I'm getting faded, I'll be mostly in my house or somewhere where I know I won't be able to get into no trouble, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I was kind of small in that aspect, when it came to drinking, and yes, I passed out. I recall when I was um drinking this takeaway, taking it straight, you know, and I was on my front porch, and I realized it was I was drinking it, and it was night, and before I knew it, it was it was daylight. Before I knew yeah. it, you know, I just passed out right then. It was daylight, you know what I mean? So I passed out, but luckily I wasn't out and about. But um, even that, you can still do things at your home too, though. And let me tell you, I was no. What do you call it? Belligerent alcoholic. You know, I wasn't okay. helping women or, or doing all getting liquid courage when um fighting everything. Nah, right. nah, I was like I said, my great grandfather, peace be to his name, he was he was an alcoholic. And my mom used to say he used to come home every day, drink his brandy, speak, smoke his pipe, and you wouldn't even know he was drunk, man. You know what I mean? But he did it every day before he died from sclerosis of the liver. You know what I mean? So he was a functioning alcoholic, and those would be the dangerous ones. You know what I mean? The ones not just drinking to have fun. Or not just drinking to feel good, but to drink to leave reality. You know what I mean? Mm. And you become immune to it, to where you don't even know you really, really faded. So I had those situations um, drinking this tank away, taking it straight, you know. And I was on my front porch, and I realized it was I was drinking it, and it was night. And before I knew it, it was it was daylight. Before I knew mm. it, you know, I just passed out right then. It was daylight, you know what I mean? So I passed out, but luckily I wasn't out and about. But um, even that. You can still do things at your home too, though. And let me tell you, I wasn't no, what do you call it, belligerent alcoholic. You know, I wasn't okay. helping women or, or doing all, getting liquid courage when um, fighting everything. Nah, right. nah, I was, like I said, my great grandfather, peace be to his name, he was he was an alcoholic. And my mom used to say, he used to come home every day, drink his brandy, speak, smoke his pipe. And you wouldn't even know he was drunk, man. You know what I mean? But he did it every day before he died from sclerosis of the liver. You know what I mean? So he was a functioning alcoholic. And those would be the dangerous ones. You know what I mean? The ones not just drinking to have fun or not just drinking to feel good, but to drink to leave reality. You know what I mean? Mm. And you become immune to it, to where you don't even know you really, really faded. So I had those situations as well. 
from the house. I recall one time when I was at home, and it's stages to alcohol, stages of, of drunkenness. You know, you get buzzed. That means you start to feel a little different. You know what I mean? You're not, then you get a little tipsy, you know what I mean, to where, all right, you might, you kind of slurring our words, but you still kind of hold together. You still got it, you know what I mean? Right. And then you're getting faded. That's the next day. You're faded where you're like, woof. Oh, well, right. right. And things sound one way in your head, then would come out your mouth like, hey, I said that? You know what I mean? You just, <laughs> Kind of got a little bit, but you start losing control a little bit. Right. Then you get in your next level, you get drunk. That means you pretty much have no control. You just talking out the side of your neck, doing all kinds of things you wouldn't do in a sober state of mind. And then the last one, which is not fun, is you get effed up. You know, what I mean, mm. that's when it ain't fun no more. When right. you're praying to God, I'll never drink again. You're throwing up. You know, you just calling on Earl stuff of that magnitude. And then the next stage is like we talked about, you pass out. You know, mm. alcohol poisoning, which is right. not good at this good in a sense as well. So, so yeah. So when I was at the house, I thought I was in a buzz state. I think I was in a buzz state where I was faded. And I was um, using the restroom. And this time our latch broke from where I had to take the top off to flush the toilet. You know what I mean? Okay. And so I took the top off to pull the latch up so the water can dissolve down to flush the toilet. And I had it in my hand. The, the, the top was in my hand. And I pulled it, but I dropped the top. And it hit the bowl and knocked the bowl half off and water was spraying everywhere, man. It oh, was wow. bad. I mean, it was, it was bad, man. My mama tell you this story. It wow. was bad, man. So I had to call some people. Lucky for me, uh, we had a handyman and uh, we went to the 24-hour Home Depot in um, Playa del Rey. We went oh, yeah. there and we got to buy a new toilet. Man, it, it was crazy, man. So even with that, I still didn't stop. You know, I told my mom I stopped drinking. I still didn't stop. I lied to her. No, I'm not, I wasn't planning on stopping, man. Um, Numerous times I went to AA meetings. Mm. Um, it's good. I'm not knocking it. I think it is good okay. to go there. I just couldn't say I'm a recovering alcoholic. I couldn't say I'm an alcoholic because this time I'm shortly into the movement and we're talking about we got to speak what we want to happen. So I couldn't do the, they really mm. want you to say you're an alcoholic. Right. You're right. 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 right, I feel you. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that, Jay. I couldn't do that. So I, I had to stop that. And so what I did was I said, look, man, I got to stop this alcoholism. Um, and the smoking the black and mouths. So what I did was I had some jagness, some teachers of mine, a movement who would come from alcohol, substance, substance, um, drugs, stuff of that magnitude. So what I did was made my own, I guess you call AA, without the yeah, speaking I'm an alcoholic. So I made that and they gave me a lot of help. They stayed on me. The um, spot is my sponsors, the buddy system. It's when I felt like I want to drink some, I call them and say, nah, 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 let's, let's do something else. And me not drinking really got me into being taking more serious approach to my whole health. I'm talking about physical training. I mean, really doing calisthenics, really doing um, exercising, high high intensity interval training, all those things. Because for me to leave alcohol and black and mouths and even those mollies, I had to substitute with something else that really was more constructive and productive for my overall holistic growth. So it was really my teachers, myself, I've got to give myself credit, but also my, my teachers, my, my Jalen, Baba KB, Reverend EJ, peace been to his name. He was an alcoholic and a, a drug drug um, user back in the day. They really helped me out to really keep me on a straight level. And I had to have a discipline to do that. And that's why I became, I'm a part of, you know, the movement of really taking um, serious of my fitness at that particular time. Right, right, right. So let me ask you this. So 
when did you say was the point where you was like, you know, you kind of just had it and you was ready like to make a change and talk about, talk, talk, speak to this a little bit. Like <clears throat> we all have people that motivate us, right? We all have people who, you know, we get advice from, right? But I always say this, like the very last motivator, you got to be yourself. We can listen to people talk. We can listen to people tell us what to do. But at the end of the day, we're the last person that we have to adhere to. Speak yeah. a little bit to it. Okay. Well, the the it was it was I can't say a final point. It was just a progressiveness because okay. I stopped for like a, a few days, a couple of weeks, and I went back. You know, this is as long as I've been sober, going eight years, you know what I mean? Straight. Nothing, no wine clues, no nothing. And I will say, dealing with the mind subconsciously, um, like we talked about the dopamines and just how the body can really be attached to something, how I realize how addiction really is. Because as I mentioned earlier, we are divine beings and you know, all the spiritual talk, metaphysical talk, I love it. I'm, I'm, I, I ascribe to it. However, I understand that flesh is no joke because when I was going through my stage of getting cleansed of alcoholism, when I thought I kicked it, I ain't drunk for 48 hours, that's two days. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Rite Aid, going to get something, not knowing I'm going to get, and I went past the alcohol section. Now, if you've seen Richard Pryor, Peaceman to his name, Sunset Strip, when he was talking about the cop was talking to him and everything, mm-hmm. come here, Richard. That's what mm-hmm. happened to me. That mother really happened. I was subconscious, and my body was like making excuses of, I'm going to sip on something. You know, the Hennessy bottle was looking at me like, where you going, grass? Come mm-hmm. here for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm here don't waiting for you. Me. You know what I mean? Come here. You don't want to get a fifth? I respect that. Get a pint. You know what I mean? You don't want to get a I respect that. Get some Coca-Cola. Get some apple juice. I respect that. You don't have to go by yourself. Sure. You know what I mean? (laughs) Coca-Cola. And then the tag it right saying, shut up, Hennessy. (laughs) That dark nigga is going to have you hung over. Come to me, man. Get some Sprite. You can get orange juice. I'm your friend. Come to me. Then the Carlos Rossi is, my subconscious is all over the place now. The Carlos Rossi saying, both of y'all shut up. Grasshopper. Look at me. I'm open. They all locked up and everything. You can come and get me. I'm right. cheaper than them. You drink a gallon of water if you drink me, and you'll be cool. Come to me. Take one step of me, grasshopper. I'll take two steps of you. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like the way you broke that down, man. So look, yeah, hey, grasshopper, talk a little bit about like, the mental process of kind of getting, okay, so check this out, man. So a while ago, we were talking about how a lot of times we think about what we want to do, right? Okay. We think about, you know, we want to do this, we want to do that, we want to make this move, that move. But a lot of times it, it, it needs to be the other way around. So we actually have to act our way into the right thinking. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus the thinking. Yeah. So what did you, what it, it describes just like the mental process that you had to go through to kind of like prepare yourself and get yourself out of that home. Few things, you know, like you said, repetition is very key. Repetition is a mother and father of true learning. So, like I said, I had to keep on doing it. First of all, it was meditation. You know, um, Kaba Kabane told me that uh, meditation really helps you go inward. You know what I mean? And it helped me. Meditation is not just a spiritual exercise, it's a mental exercise. And one thing I did was every morning, Whenever I felt the urge to want to drink something, I was going to a place of solitude, a place of stillness and silence, and really focus in on the inner voice 
really focusing my mind on what I want to happen. Now, this is a drill you can use. Focus on a term, a concept, meaning I will not drink. I know it may sound corny, but it, is, it works for me. It's an affirmation. And see how long you can keep that concept, that affirmation in your mind without you losing your train of thought and without you being distracted by not taking care of what you got to take care of throughout your day. So it's like a focus drill. And that really helped me out because me meditating, it not just helped me become spiritually connected, it helped me to become mentally strong. Another thing I did, Brother Jay, as it relates to mentally developing myself, as okay. it relates to meditation, was I meditated. Now, let me tell you this. I believe in meditating with no noise when you're solitude, when you're by yourself. I, I get that. However, I also feel that sometimes you meditate when you got some noise around. It don't have to be a crane, a bulldozer, but right. some casual right. conversation because it's going to prepare you to what's going to happen in the real world because the world is noisy. The world is loud. The world mm. can be chaotic. And it's a great meditating with noise around, it prepares you, get you prepared for life. And that helped me out. You know what I mean? I, I, I meditated with listening to um, Tupac um, talking about um, Hennessy, um, DJ Quick talking about Tanger Ray. And yes, I know it might creep my subconscious, but my thing is to really try to be the conscious, be the goalie and retract that from coming into my mind by me still meditating and still focus on what I want to happen. These are mental drills I, I gave myself to build mental toughness. So when I was able to finally get those jagness, to finally get those that help, I was prepared. I prepared myself, self-motivated like you talk. It, it helped me out with meditation to be focused on what I want to happen, not what I don't want to happen. I use that exercise up until this day. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's powerful, man. I never really looked at it that way as far as you're talking about meditating towards music and just you know with things going on around you yeah that's pretty deep right there man okay yeah, so right 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 so so tell the people out there okay say we got somebody out there man that's you know trying to prepare themselves physically tell them some stuff that they could start with because on this, on this platform as well as all the platforms we're trying to come with some solutions so yeah. tell the people you know what they could start off with just something simple all right, first, um, like I had to do, admit, you know, you have an opportunity disguised as a problem. You got to speak what you want to happen. So opportunity disguised as a problem. Um, basically, like I said, getting the mental process correct, building that, strengthening that, but also some key tips you can do as it relates to fitness. Now, let's talk about fitness first. I think if high-intensity interval training, H-I-I-T, and that means whether you want to walk for like, 45 seconds and jog moderately for 15 seconds. Do that for like 10 minutes in those increments. It elevates the heart rate. You know what I mean? Do that for like three days. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you feel that's too easy, you can jog for 30 seconds or 45 seconds and run at like a pace of from 7 to 10 for 10 at a 7. Jog. I do the jog. Once again, building. Building your wind and building your lung capacity and once again, elevating your heart rate. You know? You want to do it for like three or four times a week. Now, you do a walking, you do regular walking, and then power walking is your pace. And that's something that anyone can do at their pace. You just really activating and, and, and challenge, not challenging, but you're really testing your heart, strengthening your heart by doing that, you know. Instead of doing it at a moderate pace, you want to get a heart that shocker to pump it up a little bit, then bring it down, then pump it up. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you build a lung capacity strength. And it's good at losing weight as well, though. So that's real good. H-I-I-T, high-intensity interval training. Gonna talk well. All right, I feel like this. 
you don't have to have weights. If you're talking about you want to get, get a good physique, you don't have to have weights. You know, you pretty much, if you can do different hand position of pull-ups, different, so many different hand position of pull-ups, chin-ups, you know, you can do that. Um, dips, obviously, is really good. Good for the lower chest, the triceps. And if you do it, you can get the, um, the front delts as well. And also, obviously, uh, push-ups is good for the chest. There's so many different hand variations of push-ups. Now, this is key. I'm on the fitness part. A lot of people say, how I get my legs big? Now, okay, the legs is the longest, the biggest part of anatomy, the muscle, right? Mm -hmm. the biggest, biggest muscle in the body. Correct. And it gives you testosterone. Now, let me tell you something. You can do 10, 25 regular body squats. Oh, that's nothing. But try doing 200 straight without stopping. You'll feel the burn. Try doing 400 straight without stopping. And then do, a, do 100 straight and then do 100 calf raises back to back. Do that like five sets and you will feel the burn. And you will feel some um, definition in your legs. So you don't even have to have weight. I'm not against it. I, I hit the weight every now and then as well. But you can use your own calisthenics to really get prepared. That's the fitness aspect. Now when it comes to nutrition, which is extremely important, maybe even more important. Y'all heard about the abs, how you get abs, 80% what you eat, 20% what you do. You know what I mean? Unless you got the genetics. Now, if you got the genetics, then you got it. You know what I mean? But if you don't got the mm -hmm. genetics, you're going to have to work on what you put in your mouth. It's very important. I don't want to spook nobody out, Jay Allen. We don't want to spook nobody out. But mm -hmm. what we're eating today is really very detrimental. You know, going to these fast food joints, man. These are Mc McDevils, Crack Donalds, uh, Burger King, <laughs> all that stuff, Taxville. All this stuff, like you putting a gun in your head, man. Seriously, you gotta look at it, man. I don't want to scare nobody, but Heavy D, Fife Dog, yes. Craig Matt, you know what I mean? Um, Ricky Harris, we know yes. from, from Long Beach, they all died before the age of 50 yes. years old. And I don't yes. think they was really heavy on drugs like that, man. Yes. I don't think it was really heavy on drugs. I think it was what they was eating, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What they was consuming. They, and crackheads live longer than. They have lived peace me to their name. We made a rest in spirit though, but it's something you gotta really look at, man, because you, you, you're right about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're right back about that. You know, people was dying, um, when they was dying early, it was like, oh, they was on crack, or back in the John Coltrane era, the heron and stuff of that magnitude. But now they people are dying because of genetically modified food. So I think it's very important. Drink water. Um K4 alkaline. Let's get do drink water. It's very important. I think you should drink water. I may I may have a power and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be I'm real I gotta I gotta be real I'm not perfect I may have a power here and there but I, I stay away from the soda drink water as much as you can that is definitely important if you get Boy, alkaline taken, important drink the water if you just drink water and, and don't drink nothing else or 90% water you'll be on the right track man drink that water is very important obviously you gotta stay away from the sugar you know I mean the sugar is maybe worse than crack. It may not have you tweaking. You may not be doing crazy things, or you may not be doing a macarena with no music going on. But health-wise, mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> health-wise, um, sugar is worse than crack, man. You know what I mean? Health-wise, it's, it's not it's not for the body, man. So it's more um, addictive too, right? Oh man, it is. You know what I mean? And it's and if you gotta go to the, if you go to the brown sugar, you wing off of the brown sugar. I, look, I'm not I'm not for I'm not against you if you can't cook, quit cold turkey because I couldn't. You know what I mean? Wing yourself off, little by little, you know what I mean? For the meat, I know, you know, that meat, man, that meat talks to us. You know, the body is very is, is very addicting, man. I, I still eat meat to this day. I don't eat no pork and my chip. I still do the fish, you know, baked chicken and stuff like that. Um, I do want to get to being a vegetarian. I do want to get to being a vegan, but I do see, we got to be real, man. 
Some of these vegans, man, they look sick, man. I ain't gonna fuck, man. You know, they look, they look, what the fuck? I don't know what, man. I mean, I was looking like y'all, like out of a Skeletor movie or something, man. I was like, damn, you know what I mean? Where the muscle at? <laughs> like, dang, man, like, you need to go swallow cantaloupe or something. Like, not, not, but not, not all of them like that, though. But I'm just saying, though, you know, so I think that. Yeah, I, mean, I do want to go to veganism, but, you know... We, Baby steps, I, man. Baby steps. Have a, have a physique and everything, you know what I mean? So, I understand that, but those who I can give as far as eating, drinking water, you know, staying away from the sugar, we can, the meat, and like I said, it take time. Don't try and quit cold turkey, but some people... Hold on, I'm on, I'm on the phone. Some people might not be able to do a cold turkey because, you know, it might cause your body going to shock, you know what I mean? Might, right. So, you might have to wean yourself off. So, I'll, I'll, those are tips. I don't mean to belabor, but those are the tips I can give as far as mainly drinking the H2O is a good way to go, man. Okay, so so real quick. So mm-hmm. saying some some people out there, man, who may be having a struggle with the alcohol and putting that bottle down and they they looking at you like, man, this brother didn't change it, turned it all around. I can't do that. I don't think I can do that. What would you say to them? Well, first of all, I'm going to be real with you. Get the I can't. I'm from a, a, a crew, Smatawi. We have a saying, I can't does not exist in my mind frame. You got to start with what you know you can do, what you're capable of doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now, some people, body types are different. Some people have been through certain things that may cause them to become an alcoholic. You know, they may have lost a loved one. You know what I mean? I know some cats who stopped smoking stickers for years, and once they lost their loved one, they went back to it, though. So I know certain things can trigger certain, certain right. things back into your life that you might not want to have in your life. And just because you're an alcoholic and now a lot of crackheads that I knew back in the day, they was good people. You know what I mean? They wasn't bad people. They got right. caught up in right. a certain predicament. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would just say this person, man, first of all, don't be too hard on yourself, mm. but challenge yourself. You know what I mean? Don't be too hard on yourself, but challenge yourself. You're drinking a fifth of whatever you're drinking, you need to cut that down, man. At least if you're drinking straight, how about that? Let's chop it up a little bit, man. Come on. You know what I mean? Because um, alcoholism is not good for the body either. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, you're going to kill health-wise. You're destroying your liver. So That's I would right. be like, take your time. Don't be too hard on yourself, but challenge yourself. And the thing is, though, it's pretty simple. Do you want to get healed, man? Do you want to get healed? Do you want to be the person that might be going down the great um, grapevine, hill, mountain, and black out? and get an accident, become paralyzed for the rest of your life. Do you want to be that person? Or do you want to kill somebody and catch a manslaughter case? You know what I mean? Do you, how far does it have to go for you to really get into this predicament? I will say, you know, I'm not with the AA program. I'll say, talk to someone who's been an alcoholic, who's been through those shoes and be, get like an apprenticeship under them on what they did to be able to beat this disease that's called alcoholism. Because even though alcoholism is legal, Living in America, being a black man and woman, you know what is legal is not necessarily right. You know what I mean? We know that. You know, so so that's why I'll give it to them, though. Don't be too hard on yourself, but challenge yourself and go out and seek people who've been where you've been, who have succeeded at, and really be up under a wing and really do your due diligence as far as eradicate the alcohol. But the key is, though, do you really want to stop drinking? Do you really want to stop before it can be detrimental or even fatal? Mm, okay. <clears throat> All right, now, well, before we get out of here, man, I want you to just give a good word to the people. And then also, I want you to also tell the people, like, what you got going on, where they okay. can find you, Brother Grass, and uh, 
the lovely queen yeah. as well, man. All right. Well, first of all, once again, Jay Allen, thank you for having me on the show this evening. This is wonderful. It's wonderful show. I learned a lot, even though I was giving most of the message. But when you teach, you learn. When you learn, you teach, you're interchangeable. And all I can say for the people is what, let me see. All right. Marcus Garvey. Love quotes. Let's go with Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey say, if you don't have no confidence in self, you are twice defeated in the race of life. However, with confidence, you have won before you have even started. So what I'm saying is that I'm, words I'm giving, that I'm uttering or conversing with you all is to heal you and to gain, give you a source of confidence. You know, you got to have confidence in yourself and whatever you do. You got to put down the bottle. You got to be confident. That means a knowingness. It's a spectrum of confidence. You can start with hope. I hope I stop drinking this bottle. That's cool. Then, but you got to can't stay at hope. You got to go to the next step, which is acceptance. I'm accepting that I am going to change. I'm going to become acceptable to change. So you're going for hope to acceptance. Then you're going to believe. Like, I'm believing I can really change. I'm believing. But that's going to take some process. You got to really have done some things that cause positive results for you to get to that belief state. So once you get from hope to acceptance to belief, then you want to go to a knowingness. I know I am pure. I know I'm not an alcoholic no more. And that's the kind of the pinnacle of confidence that's synonymous with knowing. So that's the word I give as far as knowing. Now I am the grasshopper the Griot. Uh, um, matter of fact, if you want, you can find me on Facebook, Grasshop. Um, on Facebook, Grass Space Hop. The same title for Instagram as well. And I have DVDs for um purchase. Um I will um I will um inbox me um I don't know how your how your listeners um uh, get it but I can inbox you the links and stuff like that and they yeah, can go get the link. Okay, cool, cool. And I can um give you get you the MP4s I have. I got the MP4s now, brother Jay. On oh, African oh, spiritual warriors. On African spiritual warriors, did a wonderful lecture on African spiritual warriors. I did a lecture on the Ankh mindset. I'm an orator. I'm a griot. I'm grasshopper the griot because I tell our story to the best of my ability. We're not historians. We're not historians. We are historians. We tell our story. So I got DVDs, lectures, consultations. If you got young African Africans in American, young males, black males, I also have a rites of passage program called African Spiritual Warriors Rites of Passage that we do help kids physically, mentally, spiritually, um, educationally, holistically. We help them to really find themselves as being the Renaissance black man in the hells of North America. So I have all those things. We have consultations. If you want a consultation one-on-one, I got that as well. And um, yes, that's what I have. So I'll give Jay Allen the information. And um, yeah, come follow me. Lock arms is your boy. You know what I mean? And um, trust me, um, we can learn together. And we'll build together. We'll strive together. And we'll continue this black gangster holistic movement. That's right. All right. Would you? <laughs> hey, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Grass, it was always a pleasure. As, as always, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to have you back. And also, we got to get the queen on the show. All right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So wait, wait, tell, tell, tell the people about the uh, the economics thing you guys got going too as well. Oh yeah, we also have Black Economics One on One. Black Economics is an organization that was founded by my wife and myself um three years ago, and it's dealing with pretty much giving a, a, a platform for Black entrepreneurs to come and then share their products, share their resources, advertise themselves, and also it's like a um, recycling recycling righteous Black dollars. So we definitely promote black-owned products, you know what I mean? But it's also righteous 
Black-owned products as well, though. We don't want people coming there and being what we call opportunistic or manipulative. We want it to be a cohesive camaraderie with your business because you all got some gifts and skills that we have that we can give to the world. And it's pretty much building cohesiveness. So we definitely, uh, once again, it's um, through Facebook. There's a Facebook group, and we definitely meet, have our calls Monday mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you definitely want to be a part of that, you get in contact with Jay Allen, and he'll get in contact with me, and we can make that happen. So Black and Mammoth's one-on-one is definitely a movement as well. All right, for sure, for sure. Well, all right, y'all, this is, uh, once again, this is Brother Grass, and that's how he got gangster with his health. Peace and love, y'all. See y'all next time. All right now, brother. All right now.